Welcome to the Intelligent Investing Podcast, where modern portfolio theory can suck it. A student of the school of Graham and Doddsville and a clergy member of the Church of Warren Buffett, here's your host, Eric Schlein. Hi, this is Eric Schlein. You're listening to the Intelligent Investing Podcast, part of the Coronavirus Investing Series. And we have on Alex Portelli, uh, who you've been on the show before. Now, where, where are you right now, Alex? I'm in Las Vegas, United States. All right. Wonderful. And yep. are you, uh, you staying quarantined and getting a – just kind of making, making do? Yeah. I mean, don't have much choice when everything is closed. Yeah. Uh, finding things to do. Do you, do you uh, like the, uh, the COVID-19 setup right here? I love it. Yeah, Isn't it's very it? – uh, it's a sign of the times. I, I figured we might as well go all out today if we're going to be on video. Yep. All right. What is what is what is behind you? What is that? This bo- that is my family tree. Oh, very that cool. Go- that goes back to the 1400s. Jeez. Amazingly. You're Maltese, yep. right? Maltese and Irish. Yep. Half okay. Maltese, half Irish. I didn't know That's about the Maltese the side. Okay. Because you always talk about yeah. Malta. Yeah. There's not much to the Irish side. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started. So we're going to talk about the economics of COVID-19 tests and masks. Yeah, definitely. And um, so just tell us what you've been doing because, you know, you're very entrepreneurial and you've, you've been kind of, uh, I don't want to say taking advantage, but actually being able to support <laughs> people uh, during this time using your entrepreneurial talent. So tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I have I have a company that, you know, traditionally does real estate and short-term rentals. Uh, that... Uh, as you can imagine, is probably the worst business you can be in during this uh, crisis Watch right now. Short term rentals. Yes, yes nobody is traveling. Uh, <laughs> maybe uh, there's there might be a few businesses worse than yeah. that, but but it's it's pretty but, low on the the food chain there. Yeah, it's uh it's it's the that has uh, dropped to almost zero. Is probably say, the worst. Is, is, it, is it at zero right now, or are you actually do you still have some short term renters? Almost nobody. Okay. Uh, and then I'm in a lot of a uh, a lot of Airbnb groups and and online and whatnot. And hosts are really uh, yeah they're going nuts. They're losing their minds over this. Is that is it? I know some states have banned it, right? Or is it some all states now? S- a few places it looks like have. Okay. Uh, but I mean, I, yeah, it's just travel has has dipped to you know almost zero. I mean, of course there are a few other people traveling, but uh, there's nothing nowhere to go, nothing to do. So. Uh, and then I have renters as well. I also have uh, some traditional rental portfolios, and uh, you know I have some are able to pay rent, but others, uh, you know, others can't. And you know, what what can you do? I'm not going right. to kick somebody out. So, yeah. So that that business, it's it's luckily, you know, I'm I've prepared for this kind of stuff, but uh, it is a very bad time to be in it right now. So hopefully no, no, that no kidding. So so tell us what you're doing right now. So well, this after this all kind of happened. Uh, I, at the beginning of March, I got sick and I wasn't sure if it was COVID or not. And I think the hospitals still do this. But when I did get sick, uh, I tried to go to the hospital and because my fever wasn't high enough, they wouldn't test me or they wouldn't even let me through the doors. Yeah. And I wanted to also uh, just be clear, Alex, that nothing we talk about on the show right. should be deemed as any kind of medical advice. This right. Is your right. Of course. Individual yes, anecdote is, and your opinion. Exactly. Yeah. So. So I was kind of like, okay, so they said, well, you haven't been to Italy, you haven't been to China, so, and you don't have a fever, so you can't have coronavirus. So, uh, you know, that's it, go buy, maybe buy a mask. And, that's what and I'm like, okay, you. 
Yeah, that's okay. what they told me. They told me to go. So I said, okay, well, I can't get tested, and there's the stores don't have masks. Most of the stores are closed. So what am I supposed to do? So I re- looked. I, you know, well, I looked online, and uh, I said, well, there's got to be a place I can get a test somewhere. How are people getting tested? everywhere else. And uh, I went to the one place you would go when you're looking for uh, bulk manufacturing goods. Uh, I don't know if you want to take a guess at what website that would be. Why don't you tell us? Uh, So uh, Alibaba. Uh And uh, I saw here's COVID tests. I said, okay, well, I'm going to order a pack. Uh, And this is before anybody really even, I think, knew that you had these antibody uh, rapid tests. Uh, And then there was also masks. And I said, okay, so I'll order some masks too. Uh, and there was a minimum order quantity. I made some contacts with some uh, factories there and some medical companies. Uh, the one I picked has been in business for 18 years, and they had antibody tests, and they were selling apparently to hospitals and governments over there in East Asia. Uh, and this was before I think people really were taking coronavirus as like a really serious thing. It was right before everything really blew up here. So I ordered them. I ordered uh, just like 100 of each, uh, some face masks and, uh, some test kits and, uh, yeah. And then they got here in a week and, uh, that's, that's kind of how I got into that. Found those, uh, now since then I've imported the, the, the test kits are a little more complicated, which we can get into later. Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, the face masks I've now gotten to probably importing, over a hundred thousand, and uh, this week alone, I have a quarter of a million masks uh, coming. <laughs> so this is really kind of blown up in the past month. And how and do you, how do you store all these? Uh, the second we get them in, I mean, I have I have a commercial property in Colorado, one okay. of my properties, and I also have uh, a pretty large three car garage at my own house. And uh, but the second I get them in now, they kind of we, we I have some employees that help me and we process them out to uh, hospitals and medical supply companies. So it's pretty nuts. Uh, so you have is it like you have like purchase agreements with hospitals or how does that work? So when I brought those first masks in, I said, OK, well, people online were all talking about what well, we need masks and hospitals had no masks. And I said, OK, well, you know, people obviously need masks. I'll put these online. So. I had a few for myself, and I put some others online on, on, you know, as you can imagine, your usual eBay and OfferUp and sure. Facebook Marketplace, just to see. And I sold them pretty much for what, what I was paying for them, just to to get them out. And they were bought up in probably five minutes. So I said, okay, well, I need to get more masks. Uh, so you know, from there, I kind of would order more. Uh, since then, we've had because we would have. Just from like you, when I would make one listing, uh, would have hundreds of people would contact me for right. it, and by then they were like, "Well, when you get more, just let me know," you know. Uh, and from there, we've built up now a clientele of of restaurants and and uh, you know chain franchise owners and uh, hospitals and clinics, and uh, we have medical supply stores uh, really all over the country now, and we don't even need to advertise. We just we bring them in and we get them to these networks of people that are waiting for them. Uh, so it's, it is pretty incredible. Now you didn't now that this is for the mass. Now, this is for masks. Okay. Now was the, uh, the, the tests, was it, was it a similar story or a little different? So the tests. So first, so when I brought these tests in, I said, well, this is, I, I thought I discovered, uh, 
you know, electricity or the equivalent of. I was like, this is just this is just what we need right now. No, everybody is getting sick and they can't be tested. Uh, these should be everywhere. Right. So I said, okay, well, why don't I just bring as many as I can and put them online for people? Now you're now you're uh, a, now you're a smart guy, so you must have thought yeah. maybe there's something I'm missing. Yes. So I said, okay, well, let's let's see what the rules are because sure. this is a little more serious than masks. Uh, and at that point, I, when I I even I called the FDA. The FDA actually had established a hotline, which you can call. You, you just you go on their website, and uh, I called them at midnight, and somebody picked up. Oh so wow! That's, that's how serious. Wow. It's a hotline with the FDA solely for uh, this COVID-related emergency authorization for equipment of anything. So all this stuff, it's to answer questions because they want to expedite the process of getting supplies in. Sure. Uh, so I call. I would call them up, and at the time, there's no there's no rules. Uh, you can just bring them in, and and that's it. So we're, if they're antibody tests, uh, and basically, real quick, I'll explain what an antibody test. So if these aren't. Uh, these are antibody tests. So as you know, when you have a virus, it leaves antibodies in your system, uh, and those develop over time. And these tests, they're rapid tests, and you see them a lot in the news. I think there's a lot of controversy here in the well, U.S. Well, because they're they're, they're not a hundred percent accurate, right? right? So. Well, if if they are. If you have antibodies, they are very, very accurate. Okay. They're, they're over 90% validity. But you have to develop antibodies. So they're not necessarily something that you want to take and say, okay, it's negative. I don't have the coronavirus. Uh, but it's a good tool, I think, for people to have to assist in kind of those diagnosing, diagnosing uh, methods. Sure. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so I was like, okay, this is great. So I started – bringing some in, uh, put some orders in. And then right after I kind of started to do that, actually remember what did it. There was some, some guy somewhere, uh, brought in like fake tests. Okay. So there's one, one incident with fake tests. Suddenly then the rules changed overnight. Uh, so then it, it got a little more complicated. Uh, the FDA for one, they've said that they don't want home tests. So can't sell these to the general public. Uh, so that, it would actually be illegal for you to sell these to the general public. Right. So so you can no longer do that. And right now it's kind of waiting for the FDA to make rules. And there's a lot of companies that right, kind of shortly after I did, did this, uh, figured this out. Some other companies figured it out. So you, you'd see in the news like so-and-so is coming up with a rapid 10-minute test for $10. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of companies ready to do this. There was one even in Colorado that was trying to patent quote unquote, this kind of technology. Okay. Uh, but, uh, then the FDA rule kind of hampered all that. So now everybody I think is just waiting to see what they say. You can still bring them in though. I mean, the, the rule though is kind of vague. It's simply no home testing. So, okay. well, didn't you, sorry, sorry to just backtrack a little bit, but you had yeah. posted some stuff on Facebook that you were having some issues with customs and I mean, wasn't, wasn't yeah. there a whole thing around that? Yes. So then the rules, because the rules change constantly, and the FDA has a website, if you call them, or they have a, a page on their website that's all dedicated to this stuff, okay. to diagnostics, antibody testing. Uh, and it's just keeping up with the rules. But there was a time where customs, customs and F, the FDA are kind of on different wavelengths. So customs might be following a rule that is another week old or, you know, a rule they're not sure. But yeah, so then there were some issues with customs with destroy tests. Yeah, they start t- 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 Tell us your story of what happened. Yeah. So, well, I had 
I had masks seized uh, for a bit, and then I was told the masks were going to be sent back, and this was back in the mid-March, and this was 40,000 face masks. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I had 20,000 that went that made it through cleared customs, and then the other half of the order, order another 20,000 were held. Uh so yeah, why, why do why do they hold some and then let some come through? What that, that is a that's a great question. Some made it through, and the other it was the same company, same brand, same exact uh, everything. Uh, but they held them, and then they they had a. I received an email from uh, DHL, which was the carrier, uh, about with a ton of questions. Uh, There's a bunch of weird questions about different uh, registration number this and manufacturer. What, are, what did they ask you? What, what were some of like, the weird questions? I could pull them up. It was about a list of – actually, give me two seconds, sure. and I'll read. It's just for the audiences uh, so they kind of get an idea. Yeah, we don't, uh, we don't really hear about this stuff. So this is No, yeah. It's very for, – especially for something as simple as a, a mask. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, rules that go into it for sure. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was something to do with uh, – there was like four or five things that they were missing, uh, okay. some kind of registration number, a uh, manufacturer identification number, a bunch of – they said that a number on one of these five numbers was wrong, was incorrect on the form. Uh, okay. So they were going to destroy the masks. So they were going to actually destroy the masks yes. that destroy them are or needed. Yes. So while while said, hospitals have shortages. Yes, well, hospitals were kind of wearing bandanas around their mouths and stuff. So I said, okay, well, this is, you know, I was pretty upset. I was like, this is, this is like my life savings is going into these masks, you know, just bringing them in. Uh, I said, well, I'm going to drive down there to LAX, uh, LAX Customs. And How long did that drive for you, Alex? Five hours. Uh, each, each way? That was five hours each way. So you yeah. were doing 10 hour round trips? I did a 10 hour. I, yeah, for the, on this day, when I got, okay. when I was told they were going to destroy them, I said, oh, well, I'm going to go, you know, argue. Jesus. Uh, so I drove down. I drove from Las Vegas to LAX Customs, uh, and I, you know, I left in the morning. I got there right before the DHL carrier office closed, Customs office closed, and uh, then I got there. And this is just before the day before. I was told by a agent that uh, you know they were going to be destroyed or sent back. And uh, then I get there and I ask them about the package, and I'm expecting to have to argue, and, and I'm going to lose my temper because I can be a hothead sometimes. Uh, you, you, Alec, can be a little bit of a hothead yeah. sometimes? So, <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> yeah. I, I said, okay, well, hopefully I don't get arrested here. I saw I would just barge in. I'm like, Look, keep calm, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, let's see what happens. And I, I go up to the guy and speak to him. I said, well, you know, I have this order, and here's the waybill number. Uh and they said, oh, okay, what, one what, moment. What is a waybill number? What does that mean? It's something to do with, like, international shipping if you're sending something okay. across. Yeah. So, so it's, that's like a, just, it's like a tracking ID almost? Yeah, almost. Uh, so he said, all right, so they, they went to go dig it up, and then they some guy came out who seemed like more like with a, some kind of customs agent. And he said, uh, all right, we just need to know what's, what is, what's in the package exactly. You have a picture of it? Or I'm like, right. you can open it up and see. And they're like, no, no, you can just show me. So I showed him a picture, and uh, – he said, okay, I'll be right back. Yeah. And he left. Then in five minutes, he comes back, and he says, okay, you can, we can release them. Unbelievable. He, yeah. He's like, just pay a duty. It was like $500 or something. Uh, what, now, what, what is that about? I don't know. You just because pay a duty? Other, yeah, I don't under, you know, it's... Because it wasn't maybe, consistent, right? I mean, you were able to... Yeah, some, sometimes shipments don't have any duty fees. Sometimes they do. I'm still trying to understand it. I'm, I'm guessing, I'm feeling like if you get some kind of... Uh, 
if some kind of the paperwork is incorrect, it's kind of a way to kind of fine you. Oh, uh, so you're kind of uh, dinged for, for a mistake on the paperwork. Yeah, I feel like that might have been it because other times, you know, I have none. Uh, now, did you did but, you have to, in hindsight, would you have had to show up or could you have just paid it over the phone or something? I, I had spent all day trying to call everybody and I was told that's by multiple people and received even an email. Yeah, that that's it was going to be. That's wacky. And how long did this, when you actually got there, how long did it take before they just said, hey, just pay your $500 duty fee and you're on your way? 30 minutes. That's crazy. And then they actually brought it out to me. So it was right there behind the door almost. Uh, and these are, these are masks they were actually going to potentially destroy. Yes. Uh, yep. For, if, 500, if, for $500. Yes. If it was what I was told over the phone was correct, yes, they could have potentially destroyed them. And they have been destroying uh, a lot of stuff. Now, and also while I was there, I got some useful information because uh, right before at this time, when I was ready to start bringing test kits and masks over, uh, I'd received word from our manufacturer of those test kits, the medical company, that they had an order destroyed. One of their clients in the U.S. had their order destroyed, so they right. weren't going to uh, export to the U.S. anymore. Huh. Uh, so, so then I had spoken to this uh, this duty officer, and I asked him, uh, and he said, "Oh, well, it's it's the FDA. An FDA age investigator comes out for any COVID test kits, and he lets them through if he thinks they're real." Yeah. Uh, so there was just like three different words, like rounds of information, because then when I had spoken to the FDA on the phone, uh, I was told that they had changed the rules and they weren't letting test kits in at that point. So there's a lot of different stuff. Uh, that company, though, now their test kits do do come through now. So it's, it's yeah. everything is good. But just the ever changing rules kind of there. That's wild. So, you, yeah. Huh. Did you ever uh, figure out what the deal was with why you couldn't do it or just over the phone? Like what they no, were confused about? I, I no, I have not. Uh, I, I have paid another duty fee over the phone though since then. So, so maybe uh, they got their act together. It could be. Uh, like yeah, things are lot... changing so fast. Right, things are changing so fast. It's very confusing even for them. I think. Uh, and now I, uh, there are a lot of things that are being confiscated. Though one thing that worries me that that I you see a lot, and I guess this goes into like there's a, there's a lot of risks with investing in this because now at this point. It's no longer just bringing this in for me. It's uh, it's my company's investment uh, because we're bringing a lot of you know a lot of masks in. Sure. Uh, so you know, hopefully, test kits when we get those to people. Uh, and I do have some test kits here I can show you. Oh yeah, for, let's 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 see. Yeah. So now the FDA, the the latest uh, thing, the good news is that on their website they have kind of uh, made a little bit of guidelines for bringing test kits in, okay. diagnostic test kits. So. Uh, they have a list. I think it's at latest, it's about 60-something manufacturers uh, where the manufacturer just has to kind of give them notice and validity, uh, their validity kind of reports on their tests, and then they'll allow these to be imported. Okay. Uh, so this is one of the companies. So this is kind of what these tests look like. Just, just hold uh, it up a little closer. There you go. Yep. Just hold it for like five seconds so I can get a screenshot yep. of it too. So this is one company. Okay. Uh, called Relay. Okay. Uh, they they have been doing antibody test kits. Uh, well, they've been doing medical test kits for a long time. They've been doing these coronavirus test kits probably for the Can last. Move it up a little bit. Months. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Uh, and they all work the same way. Right. Now these these are if you go to a hospital or you go to a clinic and you get an antibody test kit, yep. it could be one of these. So these are the same. Anything if you get it from China. Uh, it's not like just because it came from China, it's, it's technically, because weren't you know, they blocking them from China originally? They were, but the thing is that 
the, which of course the kind of probably hate to admit is we kind of right now need China for these tests because China has been dealing with this virus uh, months before us. So they've had months to, uh, you know, get all of this stuff together and, and produce sure. this stuff. Sure. So, uh, and that's why, you know, hospitals are, are importing these from a lot of these companies. Uh, this is another one, by the way. Uh, and these, these companies are on the FDA website. Okay. Uh, what, what, what brand is that? This is called Orient Gene, okay. uh, bio, biotechnology company. Interesting. Uh, and what's the? So, is there are there differences, or is it just the different brand? It's just different different okay. uh, biotech companies that are developing antibody tests. Got, uh, got they it. almost always look the same, uh, and they work in the same way. It's uh, and but, you are you and you're just buying whatever's available. Is that? So I have I have some samples. Uh, we're not really. There's some clinics that and and medical suppliers that we've I've kind of been supplying these to, but it's okay. not something really in bulk yet. Uh, but uh, and then also now we're also facing at this point, uh, which wasn't before. Uh, there's huge shortages or there's a huge bottleneck of supplies because right. uh, you you have. Most of the medical supplies in the world are manufactured in China, ironically. Uh, so, do do you have you examples know, of speaking of supplies? Do you have any masks with you that I could? Yeah, see? yeah, yeah. Yep. So these are these are KN95s. No, nope. is that is that different than N95? Yes. So these so explain, are the, explain the difference to the listeners the, or the people watching the, on YouTube. Yep. So KN95. Yeah, for people listening on the podcast, we're we're, we're going to be we're streaming this on on YouTube. So we'll put a link to the YouTube uh, on the show notes for those actually interested in looking at the video and seeing some of these images. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a KN95 is basically uh, the Chinese version of the N95. Okay. Uh, that's all it. it is. Got it. Is it is it pretty much the same or is it a little different? No, I. I mean, I'm again, I'm. I'm not an expert or technically if you don't know, right, that's, that's medical, a, but okay. I can give on my opinion, the N95 is the best mask you're going to get. Got it. Okay. Uh, the, the thing is that so few companies make N95s. If everybody who needed a mask was waiting for an N95, uh, we would probably be waiting for them for three years. Uh, so because now, right now, now you are, have, you, are you selling like, sorry to interrupt you, but is yep. the, the, the KN95, or do you sell those at all the hospitals? Do clinics use those at yeah. all? Or? Oh, absolutely. Because okay. it's, it's, they need them. And the thing is they have to, you know, if you work in a hospital or a clinic, you can only reuse those so many times. They're not, they don't really hold up to be washed. So they've sure. got to be disposed of and they need new ones. Uh, and that's right now, those are our kind of, uh, Clients and customers mainly are hospitals and clinics. Since then, also, I actually uh, partnered with a a buddy of mine in Costa Rica who uh, kind of has a garment business, and we've been manufacturing masks in Costa Rica that are more general. Again, they're not medical grade masks. They're just like a fabric mask, basically. Yeah, well, they're they're non woven, which is very good. Non woven, you want non woven woven masks, uh, and they're made of cambrail which is uh, a, a tough material. It's moisture-proof okay. and waterproof. Uh, and we've been manufacturing and just started to bring these up, and uh, they're elastic. They fit very well. Uh, and uh, those ones we're kind of pushing to the general public uh, right. because it's, it's kind of keep the, we, the KN95s we reserve for our hospital and uh, clinic clients, and sure. then those we reserve for the general public. Very cool. Uh, Very interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. so if someone wanted to buy one of those cloth masks from you, where, where could they go to to, to get that? 
Uh, we're setting up a website right now to have them online uh, okay. once we have like a steady shipment. Because right now, every every amount that we bring in has kind of been bought. Right. Uh, and then I can send you that link. Uh, we do have them on Etsy. Okay. Uh, and w- which, ironically, another kind of funny incident I, I, about this. I laugh, but I'm, it's not, not a yeah. judgment. It's just like you, know, you, know, no, I you wouldn't think it's Etsy when you say it. Do you know? You know what's funny is that uh, well, the goal is to kind of get them out quick to people yeah. to just get them masked, and it's been going nuts. And what's funny is so there's a mask shortage, but just when this mask shortage started, all of the online e-commerce websites banned face mask sales, almost That's all. Of them. Really? Uh, yeah. So I don't know if they've changed the rules now, but, what, but what, what's, eBay, the, what's the purpose uh, for that? They don't want. I think it was a reaction to uh, public outrage over price gouging. God. So, so to be safe, they just ban them outright. So if you try to list a mask on that's a, Mercari, that's a shame, isn't it? Yes. Uh, so it's very tough. So if people have masks, and you have these inventories of masks, and you can't get them to people. That's that's yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's annoying. It's kind of. But ironically, Etsy, we were dealing with that problem, and and with all these different sites, and uh, you know, eBay, and and even Amazon at the time. I think Amazon is more lax, but I'm not sure. I have seen uh, some masks on Amazon. Yeah, but I don't I think know Amazon how good they are. You know change their role uh but then my my girlfriend ironically said hey well you know etsy just put something because she sells stuff on etsy she's like etsy just put something out to like saying like all sellers if you have masks make masks i'm like really well we have tons of masks right uh so huh. put those on and they sold at least thousands in a week interesting week. Huh. so yeah very strange yeah. Uh, so are there any, are there it's really interesting so are there any things currently that you think um, in terms of either government policy or corporate policies, things that you think should should change from where they're currently at. Would you, if you were advi- yeah, well, if you were advising the government, would there be certain recommendations you would make that you think would improve the situation right now? I think if they took, the, if you go on the, I'll tell you what what your audience what to do real quick. If you to see and, the and FDA and if you rules, can email me after and mm-hmm. send me a link to all this so I could put it up on the show notes for the listeners. Yep. Uh, so the FDA, when you call, when I called their hotline the first time, they said, okay, so if you need our rules, just do this. Google FDA SARS COVID-2 diagnostics. Okay. And one of the first links, the first link to come up is the page to their uh, diagnostic test kits rules. And one sentence, this is why the, the rule is not even really that elaborated on, it's yeah. very vague, but one sentence kind of create, I feel like caused this huge shortage of testing. No home testing allowed because – and if they removed that sentence, I think overnight the testing problem would be solved. And, and what, is, what is the government's purpose for, for that? I, What's the I rationale behind know. that? You know, I don't know. Is, I mean, is, it, do you think it's to prevent uh, fraudulent companies from popping up and sending it to the house? That's what I would imagine. Yeah, it it's, like. yeah it's definitely – you know, you have to be careful because, of course because uh, – you know, I mean, they want to control the accuracy of it. Maybe. Right. I mean, uh, every regulation is there because of some dumb ASS. Sure, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I agree with it. Right, um, but, right. But so I'm, it's tough. in terms of just the uh, rationale behind it. Yeah, I don't know. But the good – one good thing I can say about them is they did put guidelines out. They, the, for, for importing these at least, they said, look, just include these guidelines that we have on our website yep. when you distribute them. Which is which is nice and it's very reasonable. So the guidelines, I'll pull them up for you real quick, and sure. these are off their website. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, can your cloth mask that you sell? Can you speak pretty okay with them? Yeah, yeah. Well, this uh, one, could, this you put, is, could you put one on and read the guidelines with the mask yeah, on? And then, 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is the only one I have left, and my this was I gave to my my cat, and he tore it up. So, oh, okay. <laughs> but I'll put it on. It's got a little rip on it, but yeah, how's it sound? Good. Let's see. Doesn't, doesn't sound bound. No, bad. no, no. Oh. You can hear you can hear the, the the ruffling, but other than that, it sounds good. Yeah, it doesn't sound too bad. No, I, I think. can hear you fine. Yeah. Good. Perfect. Yeah, they're pretty good masks. They're moisture proof, uh, so moisture doesn't get in or out. And we sell them for under two dollars. Take, uh, take, take it off though; it, it does interact with the mic yep. in terms of the, yeah. the echo. Uh, yeah, so we sell them for under two dollars, and uh, you know, just pay shipping. And uh, it depends how much you buy, but if you buy bulk, you can get them for a dollar twenty-five each. So I see it as a good way to get mass amounts of masks out to the public. Uh, yeah, Inter- interesting. So. But yeah, so the the FDA, uh, this is what they said, and this is reasonable. These are what they want if you're distributing diagnostics tests. The tests, are, okay, quote, uh, the FDA does not intend to object to the development and distribution by commercial manufacturers or development and use by laboratory of serology tests to identify antibodies to SARS-CoV-2 where the test has been validated Notification is provided to the FDA, so it's it's you you do some kind of validity test. Sure. You notify the FDA that you've done this and you want to distribute this, and then you put the following information is included in the test. Quote: This test has not been reviewed by the FDA. Negative results do not rule out SARS-CoV-2 infection, particularly in those who have been in contact with the virus. Follow-up testing with a molecular di- diagnostic should be considered to rule out infection in these individuals. Results from antibody testing should not be used as a sole basis to diagnose or exclude SARS-CoV-2 infection to, or to inform infection status. Positive results may be due to past or present infection with non-SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus strains. Uh, and then it says this policy does not apply to home testing. Got it. Uh, so I think that they could, they could allow these to be distributed to the general public safely uh, just to give people – access to something to kind of have peace of mind uh but uh right, yeah if it's not 100 percent accurate at least it's something right and and you know you can always i think that they, if somebody lied about validity tests i'm sure the fda will catch up eventually uh i think that you know they can go after those those companies uh but as a general as a whole i mean it would definitely be very beneficial to get massive mass amounts of antibody tests out interesting Okay, so there's there's Alex Portelli's recommendation for our government. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And as for the masks, I mean, uh, I I think that the mask shortage will catch up. Uh, I I notice a problem, an issue with – so one thing about a lot of these companies overseas, I mean, an issue that you deal with with Chinese-made products is there are a lot of counterfeits. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's half – uh, they're trying to purposely uh, defraud stuff or half because uh, they they just don't kind of understand some of these guidelines. And how, uh, do, how do you avoid accidentally buying a counterfeit in Alibaba? Are they, are they decent at regulating it's, that? It's, it's tough. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, you know, if you buy something off Amazon, uh, most Amazon products come from companies on Alibaba. Uh, you just kind of have to uh, – vet the the company uh we've got and, what, and what's what actually what is what is the process to to vet a chinese company like that can you can that's, you walk us through it that's a great question i look for companies that have been around a long time that have great ratings uh okay. and that have that have done a lot of business so do you uh, actually see like new companies spurring up on alibaba that's all of a sudden just magically selling you know covid19 tests 
Not so much the tests, ironically. Ironically, though, over over there now, it seems like they've tightened things up. If anything, okay. Uh, so now it's it's definitely more tight. Uh, and I, oh, actually, these companies can't even list. I think Alibaba made a rule; they don't even allow COVID tests to be listed anymore due to pressure from. So from, how how are you getting them now? I have. I've already made. Contact oh, you've already made the the contact. So, Interesting. Yeah, we've already developed agreements with these companies. Luckily, uh, huh. but uh, yeah, so we kind of lucked out there, but. Yeah. Anyway, have you, ever, these, have you ever tried drinking with a mask on and like taking no, like, part of your mask? No, <laughs> no, I haven't yet. To be honest, maybe I'm I'm a bad. Maybe you call me a spreader or whatever. I don't I don't ironically wear a mask. You don't. Uh, well, I no, would I, I would recommend as a concerned yes. citizen that you wear a mask wear when a you're mask. out. Yes, I should wear a mask. People should wear masks. Uh, I don't know. I, I almost see a bit of just a futility in all of this. Uh, but you should wear masks for sure. It's definitely – I think masks in Asia, they always wear masks. You look it's at part Taiwan, of the, It's part of their culture. Part of the culture, yep. Uh, my friend is in Taiwan, and uh, Taiwan has not lo- shut, shut down anything. And, 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 and part of it too is like let's say I had COVID-19 and it, I didn't know – and I right. cough, it keeps and now I'm not spreading. preventing someone from getting yes. it. So it's, it's more yeah. of preventing me from spreading anything potentially. Exactly. Yep, exactly. And, uh, you know, because this virus apparently, uh, from what studies on you know on the news say, uh, if it's true, that it spreads by air and lives for hours in the air. So. True. Uh, but my friend in Taiwan, and Taiwan is, you know, anyone and who I, knows. And I think from the studies, that does seem to be true. Yes, I would say that. I would and they've say even that, said with the precaution that it's not going to be as long as it is in the lab because that's a controlled environment. Right. But it does seem, from what we understand, right. from what I've read, that, that yes. it does get transferred through, the, through air particles. And, and the way that it spreads so fast, it would be, it, it, I mean, just using common sense, kind of. I think that's even with New York City, why New York City has been so devastated by it is uh, uh i was just talking to my friend about it is you just everybody on the subway for months you know just breathing in the subway cars the same yeah. air it's probably been spreading for for months there uh so it's definitely a very uh yeah and then it has such a long you know you don't even have a symptom for for weeks uh it's pretty incredible you know my, uh, my dad got it right right uh started about a little over a month ago he had got mm-hmm. it right. And wow! Yeah, yeah. He he um he wrote a op-ed piece in the New York Times that was just out the other day. Oh no! So way. he's been getting all these you know messages and emails from from people. He was just on CNN with Don Lemon the other night. Oh no way! Yeah. Where is it? Yeah, and he's yep. he's no, yeah. you know he's he's based in New Rochelle, which was like the epicenter for New yep, York. That's what I was gonna say. I didn't want to. Wasn't sure if you were gonna say that, but yep, New yep. Rochelle. I remember it was really hit bad. Really uh, bad. Yeah. So it's interesting. But you know what? It was it was scary for a time when he called me and he'd you know just taken himself to the ambulance, and, and mm-hmm. you know so you know I didn't know if he'd be around for you know the end of the weekend. A little yep. terrifying. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, it definitely is. So it's uh, you, know, you know for people like us, you know we're pretty low risk, but you know someone yeah. over sixty years old, you should be. Re- I think we should yes. all be taking precautions, but especially I, yeah. if you're in, in in a higher risk category. To to you know it actually saddens me when I've gone out to the supermarket and wearing my mask and all that and seeing these uh there's an italian market near where i live and mm-hmm. seeing these italian guys hugging each other touching oh. each and i'm like and they're like 70 years old you know and it's yeah, part of the italian just... culture but geez yeah. i dude like yeah, come on just... are, are oh. you trying to kill yourself but yeah you know it's it's their life and I, it's it was a little mind-blowing and then it's like well maybe this is why mortality rates are high in italy 
Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. They're definitely a very uh, that is know, a very unscientific culture. thing I just said. So do not. It's a culture. I mean, I'm a tell. Look, 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 look. I, I'm not I a physician, so I don't <laughs> yeah. want to start making claims that this is why Italian mortality yeah, yeah, yeah. rates are so high. But come on, yes. like a little, little, little wild. Absolutely, definitely a lot of hugging and kissing on the cheeks in Italy. Uh, and so, you know, yeah, no, it's definitely scary for sure uh you know what though we'll look back in 20 years now that all this stuff is on i mean could you imagine if we had podcast in 1918 mm-hmm. and then what about was spanish flu yep yeah i saw a photo the other day on facebook and it's a uh trolley car from 1918 and they're not letting someone come on because he's not wearing his face mask ah uh, yeah his big face mask back then kind of cool and, mm-hmm. and you know it was colorized you know they colorized mm-hmm. the photo so it was in, it was in New York. I think it was New York City. It was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so we can look back it, at this podcast, you know, in 10, 20 years from now, and we'll, this will be like a little bit of history. Mm-hmm. It absolutely will. So, uh, so with with that, Alex, I, I would like to make some more history with you right now. Yeah. And I would like to – I don't know if this exists, but if it doesn't, it does now. We're going to do a really quick tutorial on how to drink while wearing a face mask. Oh, great. So we're going to – let's select our what, – what, what, how, how does the Jameson Irish Whiskey Cast Stout Edition – that sound, sounds good. Do you approve, Alex? Yeah, do that, do that for my Irish side that I neglect <laughs> okay. so much. We're going to honor your Irish side <laughs> and do this. We are so ridiculous on this show, aren't we? This is, this is a – you know, I, I remember – I tell my guests, not, not you more, but, but people who are just doing like finance and investments, and I say, look, I know we're going to be all nerdy and – talk about finance and stocks, right? But I said, at the end of the day, it's a podcast and we need people, you know, if you're, if, if it's not interesting and fun to listen to, then you could just go read a book. I yes. don't want to listen to someone just lecture on a podcast. That's like kind of boring to me. So I always tell people, just remember, it's not just us talking, but we also have, you know, close to 5,000 subscribers talking and, and, and you know, over 150,000 people that have downloaded the show. And those oh, yeah. are going to be the ones listening. And if they're not entertained, they're going to turn it off. Yep. So, so with that, just for a little fun, and I think in times like these that are real serious, it's good to have a little fun and bring a little you know, humor to it. So with that being said, let's make a little history and do okay. the tutorial. So, so the first part is you, 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 you take off the cap like this. I, li- I like things with caps. So you just take it out. You don't need a cork or you don't need a corkscrew or anything. It's very simple. And then you take the chin strap of your mask or if you have a cloth mask you just kind of pull it up right yep. you go like this now oh, my wow. now my nose is still covered you see that mm-hmm. so if i am snorting like <laughs> it's not gonna go yes. out but i can still breathe so just go like this and i close my eyes as you notice because i didn't want the face mask going into my eye yep and then once i'm done with my drink i just pull it up Hopefully, don't break all the bottles. Pull it up. Push the the nose thing back there. Chin strap up. And there we go. Very nice. Very impressive. Without breaking any bottles. Nobody ever thinks to put the mask up, I think. No? Yeah. What do they think to put it down? Yeah. And then they expose themselves. You expose yourself. Now, clearly, (laughs) I was exposing myself with the mask up, and this is not. Uh, medical advice medical. <laughs> whatsoever. And if you are out on an Italian market, I highly recommend not doing that. Yes. But if you're in the comfort of your own home and you want to be ridiculous, then you're more than welcome to, to do that. So 
there, there's your tutorial, Alex. If, if did you? I hope you learned something. That was that was def- actually. I never would have thought of that. I never thought to put the mask up for anything. Well, uh, well, well now you can put the mask up. If you don't even wear a mask, but if you know, if you decide to, if I decide to, yeah, take the uh, yeah safe approach and Start wear one. Start wearing then, a mask. Yes. You should, you know, you're selling masks. You should be a, a role model for your customers. <laughs> Yeah, I should. I should be. Uh, I, maybe I'll start wearing masks. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just that, that I need to make sure everyone gets their mask who needs one, and I end up never wearing the mask, and then I, I catch coronavirus. And, I think uh, it's people like us, though, especially to be vigilant, to, to treat yourself like you already have it, so I don't spread yes, it to absolutely. 10 people. Uh, and that even goes back to so when I got these these first antibody kits, and I used uh, – I took five tests. I was very – when I was Oh, you sick, actually, you actually uh, took – some tests. Yeah, yeah, I took a bunch, and uh, you know, and they came up negative. Uh, now, but of course, I didn't say, "Woohoo, I, I'm safe." You're free, uh, right, right? Because uh, here's, you know, I mean, to be frank, I mean, one, they, they test for antibodies, and two, I don't know if they're real or not. So I still treated myself like I could be sick until I got better, uh, like you would do with anything being sick. Right. Uh, and I think with this virus, everybody should kind of treat themselves like that. Uh, assume you have it, and I think, oh, and that is something else that I wish that. Uh, the hospitals kind of did with people and did with me is instead of telling me I can't have it, even if I don't have a fever and they can't test me, uh, they should treat people like they do have it and they should give people advice like they do have it. Uh, because it seems like from a lot of other complaints from people I know who have been sick is that they, the same thing, they send them away and they kind of try to discredit them. Uh, I think I don't, they're doing that less now from what yeah, I hear. I hope, I hope now, cause this was probably the first week of March. So okay, I really yeah, hope I think they, it's, I, th- I do think it's different now. Okay, good. Yeah, because that's that's kind of when they said that I was just like, I mean, if I don't have a fever, I think by now we know that you don't have sure. to have a fever to have yeah. this thing. But you know what? If like a month ago we didn't know that. Right. Exactly. Uh, there's a lot of bad information. I think it also comes with the WHO was putting out bad information they were getting from China, and uh, people were trying to uh, be, you know, loyal to the WHO and follow the kind of procedures and follow the procedures that they were getting about this virus. Sure. Uh, so. so I'll tell you, it was really um, about a month and a half ago, you know, again, right when this was the beginning of this, there was one night where I was up a little bit, you know, I, was, I stayed pretty mm-hmm. late and there was one night I was up and I had a little bit of a dry cough. And of course it could have just been a placebo of now that I'm focusing mm-hmm. on this cough that yep. I'm a little nervous, right? So the anxiety goes up because <laughs> yes. it's me, I'm like a hypochondriac. So yes. I'm thinking, okay, you know, just to be safe, I'm going to call my health insurance and I'll yes. do a teledoc call. Mm-hmm. Well, I couldn't get through because it was busy. So I tried calling the nurse's line. I mean, I, ha- I was on hold for an hour and I just gave up. Yep. I-, I called the nurse's line, the 24-7 nursing line, and there's a glitch with number. I don't know if maybe they were over capacity or bandwidth. And, you know, I, report- yep. I reported the number wasn't working, but it would bring me back to the main screen saying, you know, our offices are closed. And I'm like, well, I'm not trying to call the office. I'm trying to call the 24-7 nursing line. So then I'm like, okay, well, what's the next step? I can call the, my local hospital. So I called um, – I'm not going to say the name of the hospital, but I called a local hospital here because they actually have a good reputation and think they were just doing their job. But um, I spoke to a – I think it was a physician, and I, I, I said, you know, I, I can't get in touch with my health insurance company um, – I have a cough tonight, but I don't have a fever. Cause I, I did test for a fever, and I didn't have a fever. And I go, is that, is that mean I could potentially have it, or do you need a fever? And he goes, I can't really give you medical advice. 
So there was no. So can you imagine? Yes, yes it was very. I, scary. I'm in the middle of the night at two in the morning. I mm-hmm. don't know if I'm. It might be the beginning, so I don't know what's the approach. Do, right. do I go to a hospital? Do I not? Yep. And they just said, if you don't feel like you're going to die, you actually can put yourself more at risk by going out and, and coming to get tested. Yeah. And I would even say, don't get tested unless you really feel like it's an emergency. And I said, how would I know? They get, and they go, you would know. So <laughs> I go, okay. Um, which, by the way, isn't always true either, by the way. Right. Um, you know, my dad was actually saying... Uh, as a physician that he recommends everyone get one of the pulse oximeters in their house to measure their oxygen. Cause he said, you know, when he had to rush himself to the hospital, he got down to about 88, but yep. he said it wasn't like he was feeling super woozy. Like he, he yeah. would have stayed home still and it could have gotten progressively worse slowly. And so who knows what, if it would have been a different outcome if he didn't have that. Yep. My, uh, my realtor in Colorado, her, her boyfriend is actually the doctor for the Denver Broncos, and uh, oh, wow. he was saying, "Yeah," and he was saying, uh, "I can always go to you know him for kind of medical, whatever." Yeah. But he was saying that uh, this was back in the beginning of March when we were just kind of getting all this information. But he said that uh, the way you really can tell, they can tell if somebody is at ri- is a high risk and might die, they got to like get them serious help. Is they feel like they're drowning yeah, if they have a feeling like they're drowning. He said, right. "That's it. And if you huh. feel like you're drowning, uh, get." get medical help immediately, you know, go to the ER. Uh, right. If you don't feel like you're drowning, then it might not be, you know, you might be okay. Yeah. And you know what? I woke up the next morning. I had no cough. It was just yep. for whatever yeah. reason. But there was that, that night was a little scary where I didn't know what mm-hmm. to do. Do I stay home? Do I go out? And no one can talk to me and give me medical advice. And I yep. can't get in touch with my health insurance company. I, I think, and that was the exact same boat I was in. I couldn't reach anybody. I spent an hour on or two on the phone. It was very, very scary. I have asthma from secondhand cigarette smoke. Uh, now we found. Have, now it seems like people who are asthmatic are not actually at higher risk. That's what yes. I, I read, but I read that too. Now, uh, but we didn't and, know at the beginning. Right, and then so right, and back then we didn't know that, and so I was scared because they were saying, "Oh, if you have asthma, you're you know sure. you might die or yeah. whatever if you get this thing." So there was times where you know because I was definitely sick with something. I mean, who knows? Maybe I had it. Maybe I just had the flu. Uh, but there was times where I was up at night and I felt kind of sick, or I, I was sick, and uh, I was afraid to go to sleep because you know you're seeing in the news people are getting <laughs> sick and they wake up they can't breathe, and you're probably uh, thinking about it too, so it makes the symptoms a little worse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think there was, and that was part of a lot of just like not knowing there was we're get we weren't really getting any concrete information we didn't really have answers and that's why i really said okay well i'm going to try to do something about this yeah uh and see if i can get some solution and that's really how i started looking for these well, tests well, good, good on you alex and, and i admire the entrepreneurial spirit and you doing what you can to help out during these times mm-hmm. and you know thank you yeah, no, I appreciate it. I, I hope that uh, – and, and, you know, everyone at the FDA that I've spoken to, uh, they are very, very nice. They're very helpful, uh, and they seem like they also want to help, you know, get – they have their rules to follow, but they want to help make this easier for people. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that they come up with rules soon to uh, regulate home testing so that they can be made cheap and affordable and available for people. Uh, so it'll it'll definitely help everybody here in this situation. All right, good. I think we can end on that note. Um, but Alex, a pleasure to have you on, like always. Yep. And uh, hope to talk to you soon and be safe. Yeah, absolutely. You too, man. I'll uh, keep you updated on things. Great. Thank you. Take care. Take care, man. All right, bye. bye. 
Thank you for listening to the Intelligent Investing Podcast with Eric Schlein. If you'd like to connect with Eric for questions, comments, feedback, ideas, or to inquire about being on the show, please contact Eric at intelligentinvesting at gmail.com. So, in the words of Charlie Munger, I have nothing to add.